Hey, Painless Podheads, it's Chris Hartwig from Painless Networking here. Thanks for joining me for great chat number three of four coming out of Northwestern University's Masters in Sports Administration Facilities of the Future Symposium in June. Coming to you from an Airbnb in Tucson. I sound a little different tonight. Uh, having the joy of sending son number two off to the University of Arizona today. A shout out to Connor Hartwig. Good luck, bud. Proud of you. All right. For today's episode 51, it's a chat with Andy Totten, a VP at McHugh Construction in Chicago. You absolutely know his work. Projects include numerous United Center updates, the Bulls Practice Center, the Advocate Center build, the Blackhawks Practice Facility, the MB Ice Arena that just opened in November. And uh, currently he's heading up the Navy Pier Hotel project that uh, just broke ground right after we recorded this pod. He's a self-proclaimed recovering architect, went over to the dark side, as he would say. And he explains how a guy from a family of architects who started designing at 14 gravitated to the sports-centric special construction projects. Please check out the other NUMSA episodes and all Painless podcasts in your feed. Uh, episode 49 is with F- Sally Fulp, Northern California-based marketers heading Learfield's Campus Plus group, bringing brands together uh, with uh, strong partnerships with universities anchored in sports, all, but all across their campuses. Uh, episode 50, most recently before this one, was a Packer fan and current Kansas City and John Nemeth spearheads ACOM's sports venue work across North America. A great chat there. And uh, coming up shortly, up next will be 52. Fourth and final is a uh, recent NU MSA grad, Jane Obringer, making a huge impact at Learfield Chicago and with the Wise Group, as well as uh, MSA Leadership Council President Julia Millen. Special thanks, Jane, Julia, the MSA Council, and the uh, MSA advisor, Doug Bacher, for making these four pods possible. Uh, One more thing, really quick heads up before Andy grabs the mic. Please join us on Wednesday, September 5th from 530 to 7.30. Next, Painless Chicago Gathering. It's presented and hosted by World Bicycle Relief in the Google Building, Chicago's West Loop. It's an event that we're calling Entrepreneurs Creating Impact, Networking with a Purpose. We're going to network, of course. We'll also have a few minutes set aside to hear from FK Day, the co-founder of SRAM Bike and World Bicycle Relief on his inspiring story and creating an incredible life-changing impact with World Bicycle Relief. And Chicago Marathon Race Director Kerry Pinkowski on building that brand, taking it from a basically a niche local event to one of the top five global endurance events. Pretty impressive. And he used it all to do good annually generating millions for countless charities. Find ticket link on painless.network calendar or at worldbicyclerelief.org or in the pod description. All right, let's get connected with Andy Totten. And welcome to the Painless Podcast today with Andy Totten, who's a vice president at James McHugh Construction, based based in Chicago, yes. in the city, right? Yes. A, a fellow University of Illinois grad. We always like to see those on here, especially when we're surrounded by all these Northwestern folks today. <laughs> but uh, welcome to the Painless Podcast, Andy. Uh, can you give us a little bit of uh, you know a breakdown of what today, what your role as a VP at McHugh Construction involves? Well. Um been with McHugh for about 22 years uh, after practicing as an architect for several years. Um, my day-to-day now, I will oversee several projects. Um, 
you know, right now we've got several projects going at United Center, uh, as well as out on Navy Pier, a uh, new hotel out there, a new rooftop venue. So, you know, anyway, oversee, I don't know, uh, up to $100, $120 million of, of work going on at any one time. So that's, you know, for folks in Chicago or would be very familiar with that, the uh, MB Arena, that's the practice facility for the Hawks. You were involved with that. Yes, we just we just opened that up last fall. And the Advocate Center is the Bulls training center right next to the United Center as well, correct? That's another one you were involved with? Yep, right across the street. And uh, Navy Pier Hotel, that's cool. What's the where, where is that in progress right now? Actually, is, groundbreaking is this week. It's this week. See, that's good timing. I thought there was something big coming up on that. So, you know, tell us, um, uh, you started as an architect. We were, I wasn't joking about the importance of the Illinois education, but you, you graduated as an architect, and now you, I think you put it as you went over to the dark side working in the construction side. Give us a little bit of the career path or or uh, steps that you took to end up uh, where you are today? Well, I was fortunate in that I had a sense that the architecture was the path I was going to go from an early age. I come from uh, a large family of architects, and uh, I was always, you know, I had a job from the time I was 14 working in architecture. Um, After graduating from U of I, I went to uh, grad school here in Chicago, and worked at several large architectural firms, um, and was on some you know some large scale projects, and enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and found that the really the construction administration side of it, running you know overseeing projects while they were in construction, and having to deal with the changes and you know all the things that happen, you know whether you're doing a renovation or, or just you know through the normal process of a job. You know, I really was was drawn to that part of it. I like the I like the pace and the speed of it, um, and uh, was actually working on a large scale renovation at uh, Cook County Jail. You know, the the nineteen twenties <laughs> portion, which was just that had to be fascinating. Oh, it, was, it was a horror <laughs> show, but um, uh, but um, McHugh was the general contractor on it. After that job was was wrapped up, they approached me to to come and work on some, you know, some large design build work to, to oversee the construction side of it out at, uh, uh, for the, for the Navy up at Great Lakes Navy base. Oh, okay. So you were part of that, um, not even renovation. What would that, you well, know, they, reconstruction? They have a constant, there, right? you know, cause that's actually now that's the only, um, boot camp for the whole country for the Navy. So everybody goes through there. So there's always, you know, new dorms. New oh, so, the, okay. So the, the, the actual, the base piece of it that's still there Correct. that there with the yeah the, i've been up on the base in the thousands in their in their boot camp uh gear marching running whatever um that's cool so did you, you know, our group is painless is a, a lot around sports and events you've done a lot of this work at least recently with the bulls and the hawks and things like that uh, has sports always played a role in this did you gravitate towards sports uh you know were you a sports playing sports crazed kid or is it just happenstance that you've fallen into this uh experience how were you how did you end up becoming this guy doing bulls and hawks and stuff really you know i think i think a lot of it really is more tied to you know i am a a sports guy more watching than participating necessarily (laughs) but um the McHugh is really known for a lot of high-rise work and things like that. And I've been fortunate enough that I've really been, my focus has more been on kind of the one-off projects, the the high schools, the sports facilities, the harbors, the, the kind of the, 
you know, the, the more of the specialty things as opposed to, to building this floor and doing another 50 times straight up. So, you know, <laughs> I like the, I like the challenge of that. And then, um, we had started doing some projects for, for the White Sox and, and United Center and, and, you know, basically developed a, a, a great trust and working relationship with all the people there. So, um, this all kind of grew out of that. Was that, when you talk about one-off, was the, uh, I'm curious about the Sox stuff, was that some of the retrofit stuff at the, uh, at the park, the, you know, the upper deck or the kids section, or is it it's, something else? No, it's been more, um, which kind of speaks to what's going on with the symposium, kind of the focus on, you know, enhancing the, the, the fan experience. So you do have, you know, more of these opportunities for food and beverage and retail. Um, we, we did a large team store that's actually outside the park. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's open before games, after games, even if somebody's, you know, coming to visit the park on not a game day. Um, also with a large, uh, there's a, a large sports bar outside that's, that's owned by them that, Mm-hmm. A similar thing before and after. You know, it's a new sports bar in the neighborhood that's actually tied to the park. And did you? How did you end up? It just it was more coincidence, frankly, than and probably seizing the opportunity as a sports person with the piece at Sox Park. Did they come to you at McHugh and say, "Okay, this is right in your wheelhouse. You can you can run with this." How, how did that land under your purview? Well, it's it was. Not necessarily. Here's this project. Go take it. It was more that my focus was on more of the renovation projects where there's mm-hmm. kind of kind of more moving parts type pieces, as well as you know a lot of the design build projects that were going on. Just because you know I I speak the language a little bit, you know, right. so it's um, I, I find that to be very helpful. Um, and I think you know, and part of this working relationship with them, they typically have the same design team working through so all oh, right with this um with that group in particular you know we we have an understanding of you know it's a it's not at all a contentious relationship which is not necessarily <laughs> the case with architects and contractors <laughs> pretty typically um and we have the understanding or ability to know that this is the level they're taking the design to and they'll get it to permit level drawings but from that point on it'll be a very collaborative approach to really get the most out of the, the the owner's funds, and you know, we really take the stewardship of their money very seriously. I mean, we've over the last, gosh, it's been close to ten years. I mean, there's been dozens of projects at United Center and Bulls right. and Blackhawks, and and that's all kind of come out of that relationship and trust. And you mentioned it here as well as in in the panel for the. Um um, the MSA symposium that we're here for about the the fan experience and that being a big focus of what's going on at venues right now. How do you, uh, as both as an individual and say as McHugh, how are you staying in touch with that to be able to provide the latest and, and to kind of summarize, right? You're looking at not just the game itself, but pregame, in-game, post-game, and not just in the seating bowl, but in the concourses, in, like you said, the bar that's outside the venue, the store that's outside the venue. Do you do, you know, are you reading up on that, doing a lot of research with that, visiting other sites? Like, how do you stay up on that? I'm curious to, you know, because it's, uh, we talk about arms race. How do you make sure you're, you know, what's the latest and greatest and best way to improve fan experience? I think, you know, a, a big part is visiting other sites, especially with, you know, the, the practice facilities in particular mm-hmm. that, you know, you're, your benchmark is always the last one that was built yeah, being just slightly right. better or 
considerably better, which was, I think, our case with uh, the Blackhawks and the Penguins new facility. But um, as far as in the arena proper, I mean, I think uh, the, the the people at United Center and the management there have just been so smart with kind of getting ahead of these trends, um, you know, whether it's bringing in local restaurants so you have this tie to the community while you're giving them an elevated food experience, you know, there's a lot of a lot of that. You know, there, you know, right now that we recently completed a um, a small concert venue, which is inside the venue. Mm-hmm. So if it's before before a Hawks game or after a Hawks game or even a, a breakout concert before a, a, a large concert, that you could have a VIP experience in there. You know, there's a lot of these other things they're offering. You know, there's talks of, you know, if I've got you know, potentially a suite, there's no reason why it couldn't be something where I'm having, you know, guest chefs come into a suite for a particular time mm. or, you know, even have an area where I can have pop-ups. I got a, like, you know, like a food mm-hmm. truck, a food truck thing or some kind of a pop-up like that, that, that coincides with the, with the things that are going on out there. Well, and w- you know, one of the things, again, we, we, that was, uh, interesting part of the, the panel discussion that, that, that you brought up and I think are very interesting to talk about is I think probably combining what you see at other facilities, knowing the facilities that you're working in because you've done multiple projects in them, and then now you've got to add in the the security issues that you have at, at check-in as well as just once you know in or around a, a venue with terrorism to you know other uh, you know other kinds of situations in and out with emergency vehicles etc as well as the other types of flexibility with the space that you have because uh, we've seen it that you, you build something and by the time from ideation through build and occupation it's almost out of date something even bigger better sexier has come along or more practical or both how do you balance all of that stuff because you've talked about being stewards especially on a project of money how, how do you balance all that and you know i'm just curious with experience how you find the way to save money but have the best and have something that also is adaptable to five, 10 years down the road. I think, especially on the technology side, the, the biggest thing that we can do is build in the flexibility of providing extra pathways. If I've got you know, a, a specialty millwork ceiling or specialty areas, which I know that you know, any time I have to get back behind them is going to be very disruptive, um, mm-hmm. you know, planning for that and providing additional large conduit pass or things like that that will be able to accommodate um, you know changes in, in whatever that technology is in the future but at least you have an easy way to get from point A to point B without you know completely remaking the world for that part of it um, I think one of the things too in a lot of these facilities is that you know people don't necessarily realize how terrible um, soda, beer, things like that are for, for plumbing systems. So oh, making sure that any time right. that you're that you are touching any part of an area you're going through and, and making wholesale changes to things that may well, you know, you're, you're kind of future-proofing to the extent you can. Yeah, future-proofing. I like that. The, uh, the, 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 at least that part of the infrastructure because it's, it's amazing what even 10 years of, of soda can do to a, to a pipe. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and uh, you know, it, how can you know some of these? I mean, yes, that the soda, beer, chemical related reaction stuff. But, but you know, I, I'd have to say, imagine if you look at or you went back and told yourself twenty years ago about all that's already being done in technology. So you can imagine how much more is being changed. 
I, I would wonder almost like, does that ever become uh, overwhelming or paralyzing? Like, well, what about this? Well, we could go this direction. We could go this direction to make this change. We, what about, like you talked about, you know, uh, extra pathways or what, you know, those kinds well, of things. I, like, how do you keep the balance of that too? Well, because I, it's always changing. You really can't. But I think that a, a portion of that is that with this increase in, in the changes in technology, at least, that part of those changes are going to be improving the way that they're implemented and knowing that those are going to end up being retrofit. So you got to assume that that's going to be a part of the process too, that now it's a better way. And I, I think some of the challenges there is that some of this, you know, whether it's a system to, to run mechanical systems, the, the controls for that, or even lighting, so some of that has become so complicated in the name of making it better. It's actually right. become really... Um, not very user friendly, and you know you can you can set up you know even this just this room we're in you could put uh, you know dozens of controls and light scenes that it's going to have all these different lighting effects, but the next person that comes in the room may have no idea how to run them or that <laughs> right. you know at, at four o'clock those lights are going to go off and you have to stand on one foot and jump up and down to make it work. It doesn't <laughs> you know it doesn't necessarily translate. So I think that. As well as technology advancing, I think a lot of it is going to have to become more user friendly and more simplified. And the old "keep it simple, stupid" mm -hmm. uh, philosophy sometimes is probably a good good mantra to use. All right, uh, we, we're being mindful of everybody's time here today. We don't have much left, but you know, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you'd want to share with folks listening about about what you you're doing and? Um, or, or a piece of advice that you typically give to folks uh, that are looking, saying, hey, you know, I see McHugh Construction all over the place at all these venues and um, awesome new, new projects going up. How, how do I get a job there? What, what is it that you, you know, tell folks uh, are a few key starting points to get in the door and be successful? Well, I, I think in general, I mean, if, you know, considering my path, you know, and how, where I started and was so sure what I was going to do to, to get to where I am now, I think, you know, in whatever, whatever field you're in, I think it's important to try to get all the experiences you can out of that because that may well lead you in a different path. Um, you know, if there's a, a particular portion of whatever job you're doing that, that you really find interesting, it's, it's worth exploring that to move forward. Um, and as far as getting in touch with, with me or <laughs> looking at a, a, foot, a foot in the door with McHugh, um, you know, please, you could reach out to, to our website at McHughConstruction.com. And actually, you've got a really unflattering headshot of me there that <laughs> looks like I was stung by a, a pack of bees. But um, you can just click on a, a direct email link to me there. He, he's much more handsome in, in person, yes. people. But my head is much less like a five-gallon bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, but uh, do not try to find him on LinkedIn. He's the last guy left, I think, in Chicago who may not have a, a LinkedIn account. So, uh, but find him through McHugh. What's the, I don't have it in front of me. What do you know the URL? I'll put it in. It's, it's just McHughConstruction.com. It is. It's yes. that simple. Okay, McHugh with a M C H U G H construction, right? Okay, well, cool. Andy, thank you so much and uh, appreciate you stopping by today for the Painless Podcast. Well, thanks again to Andy as well as Jane, Julia, and Doug from the NUMSA program. And of course, Solly and John in the previous two episodes. Check the pod description for how to connect with Andy, the NUMSA program. And don't forget, get your tickets. Painless, September 5th. Join us, World Bicycle Relief HQ in Chicago's West Loop. All right, I'm getting out of your ears. Have a great rest of your week. This is Chris Hartwig saying, 
Stay connected, friends.